Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. This week, Lutheran High School South is back in session. That's true for a lot of schools throughout the region. But Lutheran South is different in one major way from many other secondary schools. At its campus in Afton, students are welcome in person, and they are welcome five days a week. That is potentially a risky move in the age of the coronavirus. But Principal Jonathan Butterfield isn't just offering that in-person option for other people's kids. He's also sending his three of his own right back to this school. And so joining us today to explain why is Jonathan Butterfield. He's the principal of Lutheran High School South. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. So classes start later this week at your school. How are you feeling in these last couple days before your campus is again full? (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm going to admit, uh, you know, this is a different type of year, of course, so um, there's there's added added uh, items on our to-do list to make sure we're ready for kids on the first day on Thursday, but we are just thrilled that, uh, that we, are, we can make it happen. So, so many schools and school districts have opted to go all virtual, um, some places even pulling the plug at the very last minute. In these last couple weeks, have you ever been tempted, hey, let's just do what everybody else is doing. Let's go virtual. Let's make it easy on ourselves. Right, that that would be easier uh, for sure, but um, but we just feel like we're called to do what we're going to do. Um, we think we've set up all the all the protocols, and we have um, made every safety precaution necessary to open school safely. And we believe that we're going to be able to remain open safely. Hmm. So, tell me about some of these protocols you've set up. As you said, this is a very different year this year. What are you guys doing differently at Lutheran South? You know our. We use what we call a flex mod schedule, which is rather unique across our area to begin with. So our plan really is not a whole lot different than than what we've done for years now at Lutheran South in the fact that not all of our students will be in class at all times of the day. Hmm. Uh, our schedule is set up such that there's there's always a certain percentage of our students who are in other learning spaces outside of our classrooms, but still inside of our building. And so we're, of course, uh, using that model again this year, except this year there's going to be a few more kids out in, the, out in those spaces because of the limit that we have in class sizes in our classrooms. So some kids will be there with the teachers in person. Other kids might be taking that class, but they're going to be doing it in a different room? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, our, our families, our students can choose between in-person or between exclusively virtual or, uh, or a hybrid model, as many schools are doing. However, uh, we're allowing our students to pick, I mean, really, uh, any class, any day, any week, they can change their mind because all of our classes have the ability to be live streamed. And so it is possible that a student could be uh, taking a class from home virtually, as many students across the region will, but there will be students in our building who are, who are even taking their class virtually from our campus. And so, um, you know, if, if there's a limit of 16 in the classroom, we're going to rotate in and out. So possibly there could be one class in that week where a student is actually taking the class uh, virtually from you know, say our student center. Hmm. That sounds like a remarkable amount of freedom for students. I'm not sure when I was in high school that I would have been able to be trusted with that. How do you keep (laughs) your students honest with that level of of autonomy? You know, here's what we hear from our graduates. Uh, Our schedule uniquely prepares our kids in personal responsibility and accountability and time management, organization, you know, self-discipline, self-advocacy, all those kind of skills that all of us adults need uh, once we leave the high school arena, right? And so uh, we we put a lot of trust in our kids. We give them guidelines. We set expectations high. And, you know, 
they, the kids rise to it, and it's really remarkable to, to see the end product. I mean, frankly, it does sound an awful lot like college. Like, you can just kind of hang out in the lounge if you want to, or you can go to class. You're not telling them they have to be there in that room. It's true. That's true. Yep. Um, and so the only limitation is on class sizes, but thankfully we have some spaces where we can fit big classes, uh, but a student might be in, in person twice a week and be virtual once a week, and they can choose whether they're going to take that from school or at home. But here's what I know, Sarah, too. You mentioned as a parent of, of three of my own, you know, taking class in your bedroom by yourself is no fun for anybody. No one enjoys that. Adults wouldn't enjoy that. Uh, but taking class six feet apart from a classmate, let's say virtually from the gym, right, where you can actually uh, communicate with your friend and work through uh, the assignments and those things, you know, that's doable once a week. And, and we feel really comfortable, and our kids are just thrilled to be able to be back on campus. So those class limitations, the idea is to be able to keep six feet between every desk. Um, are, are you also requiring students to wear masks? We are. Good question. Yeah. So uh, before our kids get to school and faculty and staff, for that matter, everyone is doing a daily health screening. Uh, In addition, yes, every person on campus will be wearing a mask um, all day long while they're here. We have hand sanitizing stations and water bottle filling stations around. Every desk has at least 36 square feet, right, a personal space. Um, You know, in addition for us, here's another huge thing that I don't hear uh, a whole lot going on in other schools is that we've invested in an upgraded air filtration system with um, high-quality air filters and and UVC lighting, and and so we have hospital-like air quality in every space in our campus, which is just an added level of safety for us. Hmm. Um, And so, you know, in addition, we have backpack sprayers. We'll be spraying uh, that in in every classroom in the morning, and, and we just feel that we are not only meeting but exceeding, uh, you know, every guideline, every recommendation from the CDC and from St. Louis County um, possible. You also mentioned this this daily health screening you're going to be doing with students in the morning. Are those temperature checks or, or what's your uh, yeah. how will those yep. work? Yeah, they do include that. Um, we're asking families to do that at home. And so on our on our school app, uh, we've required them to log in every day and record their temperature and answer, you know, the standard COVID-related questions. And then they'll uh, they'll have to show uh, evidence of that to our um, administration in front of the school and front doors as they come in the building every day. And so, um, you know, that's just an, another safety net uh, precaution that we put in place. So if someone's been exposed to COVID-19, they have not yet been tested themselves or haven't tested positive, are you asking them to stay home at that point? We are, yes. We're asking them to quarantine if they know that they've been exposed. Um, you know, you probably know CDC's definition of close contact is less than six feet for more than 15 minutes. And and so we know if people have been in that situation, uh, if they know, we've asked them to quarantine themselves. Um, and But we anticipate that should not be happening at our school because of our setup. And so it's, it's <laughs> I mean, we're not fooled. Um, Kids are kids, right? Teenagers are teenagers, and it's going to take um, it's going to take a process where we are constantly going to be reminding them for the first day and two of school that these are the protocols, and you know, and six feet is is what we do here, and we wear masks all day long. We've had a few events uh, so far to start the year, um, and uh, and we've seen 100% participation. People are all in, and I think the reason is. People are so passionate about making this work, and they just want to be in school in person, and and we'll do whatever it takes for that to happen. We're talking to Jonathan Butterfield. He's the principal of Lutheran High School South. That's in Afton and in South St. Louis County. Um, Jonathan, as you mentioned, you're not forcing anybody to come back in person. This is just one of several options. They can also choose to go all virtual. Have you had many families pick that option? 
you know, we have nearly 430 students, and uh, I would say as of date, probably 98% of them uh, plan to return in person. I've heard from just a few. Now, to be fair to them, I've told them, we don't have to know your plan today because you can change your mind at any time. But there's been six or eight families so far who said that's our plan for now is to stay home and we'll let you know. Uh, if and when things change. Hmm. So for the most part, people are people are all in for this. Do you think have parents had a lot of questions, wanted to talk through some of these details, or are they so on board they just want their kid to be able to go back in person? Uh, there have been questions, of course, but any school administrator will tell you that um, communication is of utmost importance. And so we've tried to, on the front end, over-communicate you know, everything that we can possibly tell our families. And we probably overburden them with a lot of reading of emails and such. Um, but we've made our plans very clear, and we tried to spell out everything. And our families uh, have been very thankful for the communication. And, you know, 98% of them or so, I think, are ready to go on Thursday. Hmm. You also mentioned to me the other day that this is one of your biggest freshman classes ever. Do you think the fact you're going back in person when so many others aren't has been a driving factor in that? You know, our our freshman class specifically was large uh, even before COVID, and there's been a few um, who have enrolled since. Uh, there's been a handful of transfers probably that we've talked to since um, some other schools have announced they'll be they'll be uh, online only. Um, but uh, it's it certainly has has uh, has boosted our our meetings with families as we uh, as we meet in my office and and talk through uh, what their family is looking for and what our school uh, can can provide for them. Um, you know, we just find that many families tell us that, you know, their child didn't do well in a all virtual environment and during quarantine, and they're just looking for something more, something different for their for their student to be in person. Hmm. So that experience last spring may have driven some of their um, desire to find a different solution. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And and some of those people who have come was a result of quarantine because, you know, our teachers knocked it out of the park during quarantine. Our the teaching and learning process uh, you know, was was done with excellence in the spring and and that word got around that our students still were were uh, meeting with their teachers a few times a week and they still were required to do the work and we still were preparing them for the next level and and uh we think that um that that word on the street got around too. And so there's quite a few families in early quarantine that we talked to. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the teachers because I know that has been a huge issue at some other school districts that maybe in some yeah. cases the administrators wanted to open. And it was really the teachers putting the brakes on this. They were concerned about their own health and in yeah. some cases I think also concerned about the students. But have you faced some some concern from teachers who aren't sure that they're ready to put themselves in this environment? <laughs> You know we're human, and there's that, there's of course apprehension, and we understand that um, that we're vulnerable, um, especially some of our more experienced teachers. But but I have to tell you that our teachers um, are here for a different reason. Um, they understand that high school is a transformational experience, and that's why they choose to work here. It's it's why we choose to do what we do, um, and they understand it's just too important. What we do is just too important to try to do on a screen. And so um, while, of course, there's apprehension, of course, we're all taking safety measures. Uh, and of course, we can ask ourselves what if questions. Uh, we just know that what we do is too important and they'll do anything it takes to, to be on board. Now, there's specifically one teacher, for instance, who, who lives with a highly at-risk person. Mm -hmm. and, and that teacher is actually going to teach one class for us online virtually. And so our students know there's one class that every 
every week, three times a week is going to be online. Um, but uh, and that's totally understandable. But we're fortunate that every other teacher um, can can make this work and is ready to do it and has worked extremely hard the past several weeks to get their classrooms ready. Hmm. I'm also con- um, interested in the budget question on this. I, I know there's a lot of schools in this area that don't have a campus where they have the room to spread out in the way that you're describing. They also probably wouldn't have the money to install this kind of air filtration system. Has, has paying for things like that put a big strain on the budget? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's where we put our priorities, um, you know, and we understand that um, it's something that we have to do if we're going to, if we're going to do what we say we're going to do. And I, I can't say that it's, uh, that, uh, <laughs> that there's a bunch of surplus left over, certainly, but uh, it's just something that we decided we were going to do early on and, 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 invest in it and uh, ensure that we can do this with uh, with safety measures in place and do it with excellence. Hmm. So bigger picture, um, as a parent, I feel like there has been so much judgment coming down on the choices that parents make during this pandemic. No matter what we do, it seems like it's wrong and, and somebody's upset about how we're harming our child by choosing it. Do yeah. you feel that judgment as an administrator as well? You know, I've heard that too, and that's you know, I, every family has to decide for themselves. But, um, you know, I understand the concern, of course. I don't think anybody can question, you know, someone's concern and, and decision to keep their, their children home. But, um, you know, high school is just so much more than academics. And, and um, you know, the reality is that our teenagers are suffering mightily from the social and emotional ramifications of the pandemic, right? They're, yeah, I mean, we all see they're taking risks that may not make sense to adults, mm-hmm. um, but it's just an indication just how much they're missing their, their socialized world as they knew it. You know, even before COVID, we, we've seen a steep rise across our country in stress and anxiety and depression, even suicide at, at alarming rates. And it's only worsened since the pandemic. And so um, I, th- I believe that our families are most looking for that, that community. In our case, it's Christian community. And they want to, they want to be reminded of, of the certainty of their identity in Christ. And that's what we, that's what we preach here. And that's what we teach here. And that's what our kids get. And they, they see this as a stabilizing force in their life, something that they're willing to take those calculated risks to make sure that their, their kids can enjoy every day. You know, when we um, put on our uh, St. Louis on the Air social media, our Facebook and our Twitter, that we were going to be talking to you today and that this was the what your school was doing, um, we heard from some people who are like, I hope you'll have them back on when this um, all falls apart and they have to close things down. <laughs> or people responded with yeah. frowny faces. Um, yeah. Do you get the sense maybe some people are rooting for you to fail in this? You know, I've heard some of that. Yeah, um, you know, that's 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 understandable that there's some people who have very strong opinions uh, the other way. But, um, you know, our teachers are willing to do it, and we're leaving those choices up to our families. And, and when we're all wearing masks, when we're all six feet away, when we have high-quality air, you know, we are doing everything possible in place to make this um, safe. And, and you know what? We may fail. We don't know that. Of course, we don't know that. And in, in three weeks, we may close just like many other schools and be online only. Um, but, you know, it's it's a risk that we are willing to take. Our families make significant investment in their kids, and we want to do everything possible uh, to make their overall high school experience an excellent one. Well, I know you're, you're putting your money where your mouth is. You're going to be back on <laughs> campus. Your three kids are going to be there as students. Um, yeah. What does success look like to you in this very unusual school year that you're about to begin? <laughs> well, of course, you know, with the teaching and learning process, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm confident of that. I mean, whether we're in person or we're online, our, our kids are going to learn, and, uh, and that's going to be successful. 
um, you know, of course, we could try to make estimations about if we can only have this many COVID cases, then it's going to be successful. But, um, you know, and, and, and again, for us, it's we're here for so much more. Academics is huge, but, but the lifelong friendships that our kids make for the activities that we hope that they can be involved in, um, those are all things that we want to see success in. And, um, you know, they're our alumni look back on their high school days and say, that's where I met my lifelong best friend. That's where I met my spouse. And that's where those teachers inspired me to do what I do. And, uh, you know, those are all successes that we enjoy. And, you know, those are so hard to do online. And so, um, you know, all those things we want to enjoy as a result of being in person. Well, Jonathan Butterfield, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and and sort of bravely facing the music um, and the skepticism this area might have. Um, I hope not all of us are rooting against you. I hope some people out there are are rooting for this to be a good year. So thank you for joining us. Uh, My pleasure, Sarah. Thank you. And Jonathan, again, is the principal of Lutheran High School South in Afton. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.